Yo, what is going on, everyone? Thank you once again for tuning in to the Beyond the Grandma podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Drew Joyner. I'm the host of this podcast, weekly podcast that pertains to fashion, art, culture, etc., etc. And today we're going to be talking about one of TikTok's brightest content creators, Javon Henley. If you don't know Javon, he has about 920,000 followers on TikTok. He makes fashion-related content per, you know, the kind of genre of this podcast. We talk about fashion and those kind of things. So I thought it would be cool to invite him on the show have him talk about his experience he's quite young he's he's a junior in college right now he's 21 years old and you know it's, it's really interesting to get the perspective of someone who's like young who's definitely in the grips of gen z and just understands kind of like social media at a very very high level because of how he grew up and just listening to him talk about fashion his journey um, it's really really interesting so if you enjoy any part of this episode make sure to give it a five-star review i'd appreciate it dearly and without a further ado i'm gonna stop all the jibber jabber or I guess I'm gonna be jibber jabbering the entire episode, so hopefully you enjoy the jibber jabber. But uh, let's just get the let's just roll the actual intro. <laughs> Listen to this. Over the last year, as of June 2021, <sighs> users watched over 24 hours per month on TikTok compared to 22 hours and 40 minutes on YouTube, which, in my opinion, signifies the shift in cultural currency. As it relates to videos based or video based social media, excuse me, on the Internet. Today, we have one of fashion TikTok's brightest young stars, Javon Henley. I've had conversations with him before. Javon, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Like I said, we, we've I think the first time we talked was we were I think you had DM, DM'd me or I DM'd you or we were in a group chat and you asked, does anybody want to hop on the, a TikTok live? And I was like whatever yeah I'll, talk, I'll hop on a tiktok live because I, I thought you i thought you were a pretty cool dude and um we just i think we just talked about like a little bit about what it's like creating and just life in general so that was my first yeah. impression of you bro you're a chill guy i appreciate it. that was actually like a, it's funny because all my friends like because i was smaller at the time i think i might have hit 100k and uh i think you were the first person i ever done like a guest live with and all my friends know you as the guy I went live with. They're like, oh, yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, y'all know Drew and everything. So, yeah, it's it cool being like full circle and then coming on the pod and everything. So for sure, for sure. I'm glad you I'm glad you have the mic hooked up. I know a lot of people, obviously, like when it comes to recording podcasts, I don't always tell them beforehand to hook the mic up if they have one. I already know this episode is about to be mad crispy, which I'm, I'm very excited for. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I already know content creators. They get it. They get it. They get it. Um, but I want to start out the pod, man. I want to know a little bit more about your background. I've always been curious about you. Obviously, you've grown a pretty substantial following, but let's start from the beginning, man. What is what is your background? How is it like for you growing up as a kid? Um, well, it's interesting because like I'm from Tennessee and I would never say Tennessee is like a hotbed for fashion at all. Mm -hmm. um, far from it. But uh, and I was born in like a small town outside of Nashville. And uh, I don't think fashion was ever kind of like a thing for me or like my family uh, personally. Yeah. But my dad just was always decked out in Nike and everything else. So I, I was a good I, like I knew something about fashion, but it wasn't like a true desire um but uh around 2008 when the recession hit we had we it just was bad time and we moved to ohio mm. and uh it was awful like we my dad was a realtor and we like we couldn't sell the house we couldn't do anything yeah. but we moved to ohio and uh it was just like a bad i think i was there for like what six years i think maybe it wow, was kind of like yeah it was like a, it was like a 
rough time and like i remember we used to shop at a you know once upon a child which is like basically a thrift a thrift shop and this is before thrifting was cool so uh it's funny how like you know like thrifting and all that's kind of came back around but of course i mean then we uh lived up there for a while i think that's kind of like kind of where i saw fashion more because i lived in a town called new albany mm. which uh uh, the exec for Abercrombie and Fitch, he started the city. Like he made the city for his execs to live mm. there and like go to school there and everything like that. Wow. So every kid had all the popular trendy stuff. So like it kind of made me say like, you know, like I got to get on, I got to get on and start like improving things, you know? So yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so from when you were born, you were born in Tennessee, or right outside of Tennessee is where you lived. And then in 2008, you moved to Ohio, and then you moved back. Yeah. Kind of talk to me about the difference, the differences between living in Tennessee and, and or and in that state, and then being in in Ohio. Like, was there like a major difference from like a cultural standpoint too, besides the just just the fashion? You know what I mean? Yeah, it was definitely a culture shock. Like, uh, because where I lived, it was very much just like black and white. Like that was mm. kind of it. And like, I just got used to that. So then when I moved to Ohio, moved to Ohio, I mean, I think it genuinely might've been like the first time I saw people from like India, Russia, like from all these different places. And I was like, you're telling me y'all all here. So then like, <laughs> like it was almost like one just big mixing uh, melting pot of just like cultures and everything like that. Like, yeah, I think so that, that in particular was a culture shock. And then the weather, Mm. weather's totally different like i'm mm. used to i had never seen snow in tennessee and uh, i moved to ohio and i think the first day we were there it was up to like my waist <laughs> and it was like one of it was one of ohio's like worst winters it was like negative 10 degrees jeez and i was like oh school's out nah that's not they how they roll. No, dude, that's not how they roll. Like over we don't there. even do that here. Negative nah. ten, no, like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they were like, no, we go to school here. To a point, my mom called, was like, oh yeah, just trying to make sure is everything canceled. Like, no, it does not matter. You will go to school. <laughs> that is something different. That is something different with snowier states. Is that when you growing up, like snow days were like the best kind of days. Like, cause they you would probably, I mean, in Colorado, we used to get one, like one or two at least a year. Like it, it had to happen because the roads weren't ready. It snowed too much the night before. They couldn't clear them out. And I just remember being a kid in in, in Denver and in, in kind of Denver Metro. And I remember one time we had the weirdest kind of day out it was a rain day it was raining too hard and it had mm. barely rained at all and they still canceled school and it was like the weirdest thing i ever experienced so weather can be something that obviously when we're talking about fashion like it obviously impacts it in different ways and different modes um but that's cool i did i had no idea you had lived in ohio so that, i feel like that gives you just an extra layer to who you are for sure uh, yeah 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 i i like to tell people i was like I say I was born in Tennessee. I was raised in Ohio because, like, okay, that's where weird. I spent the majority of like me growing up. Yeah, yeah. So, are you you're back in Tennessee now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, are you going to school? Like, what's what's the deal? Yeah, I go to uh, I go to college at MTSU, which is surprising where my parents went. So it just kind of ran through. So then, so that's where I'm at now. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And uh, what do you what are you studying there? Uh, business marketing, which I thought was more fitting. I started off economics, which was the biggest mistake in my entire life. <laughs> um, don't like, 
it's one of those things where I did it for two years and I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, I love economics. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And uh, I think once uh, COVID hit, I was like, all right, I can't do economics. Like online with economics is near impossible. Tough. Huh? So I switched over to a business marketing. It's so more how, fitting. How are you thinking about, you know, I don't know. What, what year are you in school? Because I'm not I'm not I want to ask this question, but I want to make sure I ask it correctly. Oh, I'm a what, junior. You're a junior. So you're yeah. a junior. You you kind of have been in school all throughout this entire pandemic experience, um, which is crazy. Obviously, the, the newest headline right now is what's going on in Ukraine. Um, a lot of just kind of cr- crazy times we're living in right now. And obviously, you've been able to, in, in a way, build a, a really substantial. We'll kind of get we'll, we'll start talking about TikTok here right now. You've kind of built this really substantial following. As someone who's in college, who also has uh, uh, this huge social media presence, how are you thinking about um, what comes next for you? Are you thinking about it from, are you going to try to leverage what you've done on social media or are you going to, you know, take the more traditional route and do internships, find jobs in the field that your major is? Talk to me about that. Um, You know, I don't, I don't really see myself like, like trying to leverage for like internships and those sorts. I think I did earlier, like when I was like starting to kind of grow, I was kind of like, I don't know if this can actually do something, but I think like the platform I have, I might be able to use it for like some other thing. But I think at the point now I'm kind of like, I think I might be able to like run with this type of thing, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. especially with like the opportunities given, but I don't know. Like, I I, I just don't know. Like at the moment I, I, it's a weird spot like it's just a weird because it's like i don't know like being a junior and everything you know it's like you got one more year i kind of told myself like throughout college see how far i can push it see how far i can go with it and like make a decision from there and i think at the point now it's just kind of like see how can you like just like branch out from like Mm. tiktok and like everything else and just see how far you can go with it type of thing Totally, totally. Let's let's peel back the onion a little bit more, man. When did you start making TikToks? Like, what what year was it? What what kind of mindset were you in? Uh, it was. I could tell you exactly. It was December, probably nineteenth, twenty twenty. Okay. And and the only reason why I could tell you the specifics is because at the time TikTok wasn't like it wasn't popular necessarily. Like uh-huh. it was it was bigger, but like it was still like cringy. Like, I feel like yeah. everybody still looked at like, oh, that's a cringy platform. Yep. And I was on Instagram at the time and I was trying to get like I was trying to push my Instagram and stuff like that. And I had been like reposted and like stuff like that, like a couple of times. But mm-hmm. I was like, it's just not enough. I was like, it's just not <laughs> enough. So uh, but I was like, I was like, I think TikTok's the new wave. Like, I think I need to start pushing TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I had always been I always preferred like video over pictures from like just my love for film and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't know. And uh, I was working at Smoothie King at the time. And my good friend, uh, he he made a TikTok. And he posted this like meme. It went viral. 8 million, <laughs> 8 million views, 2 million likes. And my head I was thinking, I was like, listen, if he could do it, I can do it. So then it made me, I was like, all right, I got to start posting on TikTok. So then I started, I I think I posted my first TikTok, which was like best winter jackets to buy. But it was Mm -hmm. like, at the time, TikTok was so different. So like, Mm -hmm. I like posted that, it didn't do nothing. 
And I was like, oh, I'll post a couple more times. And then I remember Playboy Cardi dropped the 25th. So, like, that was a decent little video. And then mm. I think, like, after that, then I, like, had the big, un- like, initial blow-up video. It was, like, all within a week. But, yeah, early de- or late December. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy that you say that, that your friend made a meme. And that was, like, the spark for you. Like, okay, it's time to stop playing around with TikTok. Like, I, I got to I gotta hop on this. And I think, you know what's funny, Javon, is that I think people who – there are people who are listening to this episode – on the on the podcast right now who probably still think tiktok is a place where it's a lot of cringe going on it's very cringy or for only for teenagers who dance right Mm -hmm. and i think um it's it's gonna take maybe another year or six months for everyone or i think a lot of people obviously are waking up to tiktok but i think there are still a small swath of the population that just doesn't think it's like for them and i'm I'm not complaining about it because obviously it means more attention for the content we create um Mm -hmm. but i think it's important like i think all the people who I know who create on TikTok, they all had that same realization. Like, at first, it was like, "What? What is this? Like, I don't even know." Like, people just flipping light switches and changing clothes. Like, I don't really know if this is for me, right? Um, mm. But the the fun part about TikTok is that you get to create the con. Like, you have the opportunity to create whatever you want on the platform because there's so much opportunity. So I think that's really cool. That you know, obviously, you t- you took that first step, man. That's it's. It's, it's been a journey I can only imagine for you, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, how, how do you feel like the space has changed? Because we just, you, we just alluded to it, but, like, tell me, like, the actual changes that you've seen from when you first started making TikToks to now when you're making videos. Um, I think it's developed a lot. Like, I think at first, like, when you posted on TikTok or like when you saw TikTok's fashion at the time, like you had like big influencers, like you might've had like four, five that you could like think of all the time. You're like, that's a big influencer. Wisdom Mm. wasn't even big yet. I think he was starting to kind of grow, but it seemed like everyone at the time, if you posted fashion, it was very small. And uh, if you did, it was kind of like hold your phone at like a LED screen, like the (laughs) LED wall. And then like, have like some funky text and then you just flash a whole bunch of pictures like that was your whole tiktok and like that was kind of it and i think from there you could kind of look at it cringy but like it was starting to develop and then now i mean you can have so many different groups within fashion posting different things you got fashion memes you got people who are talking about like where to thrift how to thrift um I don't know, it just seems it seems more like uh, open community than it once did like it seemed back then it was definitely people kind of like searching for likes and follows and right. like now it's almost like like a developed community of people like just kind of talking about their loves and passions almost right trying to bring value to it I, I can agree i think also something that's underrated is that even the features on tiktok they were they weren't as built out as they are now like you yeah. weren't able to add like closed caption like there were certain like editing features that just weren't didn't exist that made the app so much better. And now you can do things that, I don't know, it's just so seamless a lot of times with filters or with sounds. Like, um, And I think what's really interesting about TikTok, I've talked about this before, is you know, whatever sound you use, whether it be Playboy Cardi or Kanye or whatever it is, like, it's kind of like the soundtrack to your page. And it's really interesting how like every creator, whether it be in fashion or in in cooking, has different has a different soundtrack to their page. Obviously, a lot of people use trending sounds. 
But like a lot of people also dive into their little bag and, and pull out sounds that are very personal to them, which I feel like is really cool as well. Yeah. Um, but now, so for those who don't know who you are, how many how many followers do you have on TikTok right now? Uh, it's like it's over nine hundred thousand. I can't tell you the exactly hundred thousand. That is insane. Like, do you do you think about that number sometimes and just like just sit back and think, damn. <laughs> uh not it's funny because not really like yeah uh i'm not a very like like public type of guy so like mm-hmm. when i started tiktok i wasn't even gonna show my face like i was just gonna run it strictly like a theme page that's how i thought of it like run it like a theme page on ig mm-hmm. like the jowns of the world or like the uh hidden yeah the hiddens of the world i was like don't show your face just use your knowledge and then eventually i was like oh can i step out but uh I personally don't like thinking about it too much because then I start to think like that's a lot of people monitoring like what I'm doing like at all times. But like mm. my friends and family would be like, you know, Javon, you have the entire population of this this city who all watches you at one. I'm like, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I was like, that's that's great. I appreciate you telling me that. But uh, no, I, I was like, plus I'll be going out like that. So like mm. I don't feel like I ever like feel the impact of it as much so people like, haven't uh, come up to you and say hey yo that's the dude from tiktok or they or have they well it's happened more recently like i think before it didn't happen that much so like i didn't feel the impact of it but my friends mm. did like my friends would be like oh yeah my friend does fashion and they pull up my page and like they're like oh my god i know him but like it wasn't until like probably the last couple months where i would go out somewhere and i'll be walking in a store headphones on and I could just hear somebody like saying my name or like yeah. looking at me. Yeah. And I'll turn around and somebody be like, Hey man, love what you do. <laughs> and I, I I do the same thing. I do an awkward laugh. I'm like, oh, for real? Like that's my common response. Like every single time. I know you. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> and then it's like a like, yeah, black hoodie. Love your videos. I'm like, oh, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Like, that's where, nice. Where does that name come from? Black hoodie. Um, so it's kind of, it's not that funny, but like when I started on IG, the mm. first person that got me like into fashion and like content creation was black dope. And mm. she's like a German influencer. And I just loved her style. And she was like the first person I followed on IG to like start me on like a path into like fashion. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and of course, like at the time, all I wore was black. Like I didn't wear anything else. All my friends would make fun of me. So I thought it was fitting that like I used black and I spelt it the same way she did. And then hoodie honestly just came from me wanting to use some type of garment to like yeah. indicate fashion. And I, I wore hoodies a lot, but like it truly just came from that. And I was like, oh, yeah, tack on hoodie to it. And uh, I put it I typed it in, you know, hoodie how it's spelt normally. Taken. I was like, Taken. who used black hoodie? I was like, who uses that? And then I was like, all right. So then I just ran with it the way I did. But yeah. yeah. Was it like three or four E's at the end of it? Something like that? Yeah, it's like three E's. I mean, you got black. You got all black on right now. The audience doesn't know. But you you do love black. And obviously, you just rebranded the entire IG, right? It's about to be all black. <laughs> well, well, not for long, I hope. But like, I kept looking at my IG and I was like, I could do better. I was like, I was like, I could do better, but I, I didn't want to like archive everything because I was like, mm. I like to see my progression. Same. But I feel like I felt like, I don't know, like I just needed a clean, like a clean slate, like something new. But yeah. I don't want to do black, like I don't want to do it for like forever. 
Right, I think like right, once right. spring comes along, and like I'll start to brighten up the page a bit more. But like exactly. at the moment, I definitely think the darker theme kind of fits. Fits, yeah. You got a you got a PSP on here. You got a the the Kanye. That's the Kanye tank, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and then you got some other stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm liking the rebrand. I think it looks cold. I, obviously, you, you're going for a better elevated aesthetic. Anyways, we're kind of getting off topic here. I wanted <laughs> to ask you. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about man. I, the reason why I brought up nine hundred thousand is because, um, I think that this podcast I want it to be a resource for people who look at, <clears throat> excuse me, look at us as creators, maybe whether it's an individual or a business, and they want to know how they can grow their accounts personally. And I want to ask you, man, what do you think was the reason or some of the reasons your account went from where it was when we first had our uh, TikTok live session? Because we were, I can't remember exactly where you were at, but we were, you know, relatively close to each other. And mm-hmm. from that time frame to now, you've shot up to 900K and I'm, I've gone up to 150, which I'm not it's no joke still, but like obviously 900K is you're, you're entering into a different league, right? So talk to us about how you've been able to grow to that point. Um, I think a lot of a lot of TikTok is it's it's a lot of knowing what's popular and what's trending. And at the same time, like a lot of luck, like at the end of the day. So like I used to I used to have conversations with like uh, Dante um he's another tiktoker and Shaq or Shaquille Winter and mm-hmm. we used to talk about like posting schedules and they would tell me like oh post once a day I post three times a day I used to post 10 times a day yeah. and like that's absurd like the amount of burnout you would feel from posting 10 times a day like new video is crazy but my theory on the whole thing was all right so if I post 10 times a day and it's all good content one of them is bound to like blow up. Like I, you know, it's almost like you throw enough stuff at the wall. Something has to stick at some point. Mm. So like my whole thing was like, how consistent can you be with that? I think consistency is probably like the number one thing. Like if you just stay, you know, like posting all the time, you'll definitely like, it's one of those things where it's not, how do you blow up? It's when will you blow up? Like, that's the mm. thing. Like, and mm. then, how do you grow from there and like stay consistent in a way where you can keep doing it? You know? Yeah, I totally feel you. And I feel like, you know, even though you, t- you someone might be listening and be like, damn, 10 times a day. And I'll tell you my story, which is very similar. Like I didn't get to 900,000, but from, from the point I went from, which was zero to about 60,000, I got that in about two or three weeks. Right. And I told myself in the month of, let's say May, 2021, I told myself, May 2021, I'm just going to see what I can do on TikTok, man. I started my YouTube channel. I want my business to grow. I want my, I want my, um, I want there to be more attention on what I'm doing, obviously, so I could bring in more customers. So I posted, my goal was three times a day, every day for the entire month. And in that entire month, I grew from zero to 60,000. And then once you have that momentum built up, you don't, you, you can stop posting three times a day, really, because like you said, you're going to feel that burnout. You will. It's just inevitable. Um, to, to have that many, you, you'll, you'll run out of ideas before, before anything happens. Right. Um, so I think initially a lot of people don't understand, like, just give yourself the ability to create, create, create. And as you create, you also learn about how to use TikTok. What works does, what doesn't work. You'll have a viral video. You'll have maybe a series or a a type of video that you'll do that will just pop off and be like, okay, I know to go this way instead of this way. And so, 
I think for a lot of people, it's very scary for them to like try to start something. And I feel like TikTok is the algorithm is so giving in terms of growth over everything else, really, um, that, you know, it's 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 the opportunity of a lifetime. I sometimes I tell my friends and family because there's just so much um, potential by just creating videos that you about things that you care about. It doesn't even have to be fashion. So I, I'm yeah. glad to hear you said that. I'm glad to hear it's just it's just work and and consistency because I think that's important too. Um, yeah. But how now? I want to know. Obviously, you um, you made 10 videos a day early on. Now you're probably not like, I don't think you're making 10 videos a day now, but um, how long do you nope. think it typically takes to make a video or a few videos for the week for you at this point in time in 2022? Um, Man, it depends because like you can have a video and it could take me a week, two weeks because I'm planning it. I'm trying to get stuff for it. recording, editing. Like mm. I remember I started my series of like, um dressing up like certain movie characters and i would uh i, I you know i was inspired by wisdom after he did his whole spider-man set and i was like mm -hmm. man i gotta i gotta step up and uh i was like you know i'll take a spin of it and i'll use green screen elements make 3d renders and like those type of videos can take weeks to try to work on and then post and everything but like outfit videos can take a day two days or like edits could take a couple days but um like your majority like quick stuff like you know it, it doesn't it shouldn't take you that long but mm. that's what it's been looking like recently at least so it's all variable depending on what kind of video you're making it seems like yeah yeah but then yeah. that's the thing that can like that can like stink with it is like you know i can have a video where i'm literally just walking to best buy and i just kind of want to like spit something out like almost something you put on like a snapchat story mm. and it'll blow up mm. you're like that's the video like that's the video that blew up but like the one you spent two weeks on gets like three thousand views and you're like oh my goodness and you know yeah but you know it is that's what it is. that's the nature of tiktok i feel like at times like it's just the people love that raw element to certain videos and it just it just catches fire but yeah i've had the same thing happen to me too which is interesting um like it's funny like the videos and that's something that like a lot of people, a lot of creators will just talk about, not even just on TikTok, but just on a lot of different platforms. Like the one video or the videos that you put like your everything into your, your magnum opus, you know, you, the very best you can do. It only gets like, you know, 50 percent of what you'd want. And then the video you don't even care about is the one that like it blows up. It I've heard I've heard it so many times. So it, it's kind of funny how that plays out. But it's all about getting the reps in regardless. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I want to ask you, bro, um, what do you think it'll take to get to a million? You're at 900, I think 20 something thousand. I don't know the number exactly, but you're close, man. When, when's the Millie, the Millie follower count kind of come in? Honestly, I don't, I don't know because it's, it's kind of sad really because, uh, I think October last year, I had like, I think that summer I went absolutely crazy. I don't know what happened in a month. I think I went up like 700 K. Yeah, in like a month and uh it was a joke between me and like my friends and stuff like oh i'll definitely hit a mill by my birthday like i'll hit a mill in october and then i slowed down a bit and i was like all right in november i'll probably hit a mill mm. and then like i had some stuff come up i wasn't posting as much and then i think i saw a dip in like followers and it was like it was trending down and i was like 
oh my goodness i was like i don't know what's happening here hmm. so then but i don't know like honestly i think i think at this point um it would be cool to hit a mill i don't think i'm as focused on it as like i once was to be like yeah i think i looked at it as like almost like acceptance like i did it i hit the mill but i think now <laughs> it's kind of like eh, if i hit it i hit it i think i've kind of proved to myself like hey you could do something like this you know so it doesn't matter to you as much as you're saying now as it as it maybe did when you were in the summertime yeah in the summertime i definitely think i think if anything as sad as this could be i definitely wanted to like like flex i think it'd be a, a cool thing to be like yeah <laughs> i got a mill on tiktok i think yeah. now it's kind of different like it's not as cool to say like oh 900k compared to like <laughs> a mill but like mm-hmm. hey it is what it is like i think now i just feel better about posting and everything so it's cool it's cool at the end of the day and i think that is something that a lot of people that like, happens to them like my goal was was just two hundred thousand by the end of the year and i was trending that way too and i realized like man, I'm putting that much more output, but it's not like the videos are doing well, but like the follower count just isn't, it just isn't happening. And I just had to realize it's just a number. Like, I mean, the brands and, and, and the audience, they don't really care that much. The only person who cares is really me. Like it's, it's not a big yeah. deal. So I, I think that hopefully I'm hoping that one day you get there. Hopefully one day I get there. It's just a matter of time. But I think both of us are in a place where it's more about the value added to the, to the user than it is to the, the content creator with with a number or the flex number so <laughs> yeah plus i think i think tiktok's weird in a way because um i think oh man it's almost i mean it's been a year and a half now me being on the platform which is so crazy to think about mm. but i think when i first started posting um the winter months never do that great for me on tiktok like i never mm tend to get like a ton of followers like a ton of traction in the winter months as soon as summer hits as mm. soon as it hits everyone's looking for like how do you dress well in the summer it's almost like yeah. no one knows and all <laughs> of a sudden you like you can blow up in the summer easily but as yeah. soon as it hits winter it's like it's more chill out not a lot's going on so i'm kind of hoping that's like like that type of thing happens again where like like you know everyone's already asking for the summer fit inspo i'm like we're not even like in the spring yet. Yeah, yeah like, we, we, we got to get there first. Yeah, but I'm hoping like once that comes around, then you like a, I might finally hit that mill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I actually, I have not been on TikTok for a year, so I did not know that. I obviously I felt the effects of like that summer growth, but I didn't know that winter was a little bit of a lull season. That's something that you experience. That's cool to know. Um, but man, how would you describe? you know, what success looks like to you on TikTok. Now we talk a little bit about the follow, the follower count. Um, but like, like when you're looking at 2022, like what goals do you have for TikTok? If, if you have any, um, I don't know. Like, I think, well, I think a couple goals I can have is like, I think I want some, uh, more co- collaborations with other content creators. Mm. I feel like that's something that I've really lacked and I think it's kind of like a personal thing. Like one, I live in Tennessee. No mm. one's out here. Two, I don't really reach out. But I think like doing stuff like this, like the pod or like outfit battles, like all these type of things where we like bring the fashion community to like together and stuff like that. I think that could be a huge successful goal of mine for like yeah. at least this year. Like, can we step something up like that? Like collaborating more, doing those type of things. But I think at the same time, like, I don't know, just work with brands more. Like I don't mm. do, I don't work with brands as much. Like uh, I've worked with a couple every once in a while, 
a couple things, but I think like, you know, landing, of course, like a couple of dream brand deals will be cool. Um, Who are some know, of your dream ex- brands? Prada. I mean, but that's like, no, that's so that's, far down the line, dude. No, it's not. You you have no idea. You have no idea. Who else? Uh, I don't even, Nike, of course. Uh-huh. Um, shoot, I don't even know. Like, and then a lot of them just like homie brands. Like, like I think like mm. dream brand deals are cool, but I think like recently I focused less on. And mm. I think like I think you talk you talk about all the time in your in your videos, homie brands, yep. Collegium, Lily Nick, my guy. Yeah, Nick is awesome. I'm like, yeah, I'm like I think at this point I think I just want to put like homie brands on the map at this. Like I think those are like the cooler brand deals, like the Menace Los Angeles, the yeah. like those type of people that's like been working with me since the start you know yeah totally i think the thing with homie brands that i've like i said i've talked about it a ton is that you really get an impact like a like a small group of people more than probably you can impact the bottom line at you know not to say you don't want to work with nike but nike nike has a lot of money right like obviously you maybe can get paid more but the impact you know what i'm saying the the actual impact to the brand owners with homie brands whether it be small brands like collegium i've talked about ore in the past Obviously, there's Fugazi and, and brands like it, et cetera, et cetera. It's real fun to be able to talk with those small creators because they're they're real. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, they're, you're not going to be able to really interact with the designers at Prada or Nike unless you really are wisdom or you really have a, a fantastic, fantastic career on TikTok, which you never know. It could happen. But, yeah, that that's fire. I, I didn't know that you were interested in the homie brands. Obviously, with brand deals and things like that, Um. They'll, they'll just continue to come for you. I, I, I know that you're like, you, you are more successful than I am on TikTok. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of just talking to a guy who already has it all figured out. Um, no, dude. No, listen, I've been using, it's funny because you and Drew, both of y'all, uh, Drew and Color and then you, I'll be looking at y'all like, man, I gotta be like them. Like sure, like on TikTok, like I, I can sell like the followers higher, but like the people you be working with, the things you be doing, like with YouTube, all that, you know, especially like i don't know like on tiktok at the time it's the same with like youtube i didn't see a lot of people who looked like me making those type of moves like on social media those stuff that's mm-hmm. why like kyron was like one of the first dudes i watched on youtube same so it's, so it's like i i look at like drew and color and i see what she's doing out in la with like the ebay the ebay game show and like yeah the, that was crazy yeah and like a leaks and i'm like dang how do I do that? And I look at you <laughs> with like Jound and you know all these your YouTube. And I'm like, all right, I gotta step up. I gotta see what they doing. Like I gotta I gotta pick up the pieces over here. You no, know? Thanks, I feel it. I feel it. Jound just sent me a pair too. Send me the green pair. I'm really excited about it. No, <laughs> I went on release. Oh man, that I'm so happy for you. Honestly, I'm so happy. You know, I'm, man, I'm, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share the wealth. You know, I'm, I'll make sure a couple TikToks are posted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm but, with, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was gonna say when those dropped, I was sitting there. I had like two laptops up, and uh, I was like, "Man, I gotta hit!" Like this is the first John pair. Like I'm like, "Man, I gotta hit!" I was quick. I was quick on the quick on the trigger. You, you could be as like a, a cheetah boy. You ain't copping them joints. <laughs> I had a three minute cue. I said, "Oh my gosh, I might have done it here. I might have done it." Oh, sold out close. with sold out with a minute, less than oh, a minute. Man. I, oh, man, man, a tear, a tear rolled down my eye. L's, bro. I for most releases, for most releases nowadays, I don't even try. 
I, I just see what the resale is. If I'm if I'm really excited about it, I just see what the resale is, or I try to pull some strings in the back end. So that's that's my truth. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I need to start pulling some strings myself. Can't keep doing this anymore. Facts, facts. You talk. <clears throat> my voice is. I don't know what's going on right now. My bad, y'all. I'm going I'm to cut those parts out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you talked about, um, you know, you've had conversations with Dante and other creators. You talked about Drew and I, Drew and Drew. Who else are you kind of a fan of on, on TikTok? Or who else do you talk to? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, have you had a chance to talk to Kyron? Obviously, he's someone you look up to. Talk, tell me who, who you have conversations with as it relates to fashion content creators. Um, You know, I feel like recently I've been talking more to like uh, – like Dante's probably the one I talk to the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb or K Two Sneaks, mm-hmm. Kyron. I've talked to like all of them. It's it's funny because like on IG at least those are all the dudes I looked up to and like followed because I was like yeah I gotta I want to look like them and then like you start moving on TikTok and then people see you and all of a sudden you're like mutuals with the same people and you're like oh that's crazy so like yeah uh, you know I talked to Caleb and I talked to Kyron. Kyron sent me the same one off uh, fleece. Yeah, fire. Uh, which was that was dope and that was a nice piece really really cool yeah. crazy good quality um but yeah like i don't know it's like i think that's the thing with tiktok that feels different than instagram because like maybe i hopped on instagram like a little too late so i mm. i wasn't really embedded in the community as much but like right. with tiktok it seems like everyone knows everybody on mm. tiktok like mark talk to mark all the time mm. uh opal I don't know. Like it just—it seems it truly feels like just like one big community, like all the guys over there. So, yeah. Who 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 do you who do you think makes the best content on TikTok besides yourselves and besides me too? Who do you, who do you think is like the best fashion TikToker? I want to know that take. Okay, so like I think I think it's hard. Like I think you got to split it up in like multiple divisions because like okay, I don't think you can just like flat out be like best fashion TikToker. I think yeah. like best stylist slash dressed fashion TikTokers is wisdom. Mm. he's gonna hands down beat every single like if you had an outfit battle between yourself and wisdom wisdom's gonna beat you over and over and over again in all your own styles so like wisdom (laughs) takes a cake on that one i think if you're looking like information based like strictly it's just gonna hit you with a ton of info about fashion i think you're looking like nolan daniel white or you're looking like you're looking at wesley breed Mm-hmm. You're, you're looking at like those two i think it's it's kind of like a toss-up between those two really mm-hmm. and then i think if you're looking for like a mix of it all and like they can kind of give you the info they can kind of give you like the dress and all those things i think you're looking more at like the the drew and colors the you know the opals of the world i think those are like your fashion content creators was like mm-hmm. the peak of the peak yeah I, I would agree with you i would agree with you i think that I've talked to Drew about this as well. We we I had her on the pod, and uh, I think you're right. I think you can't just blatantly say this is the best fashion, you know, TikToker because there's there are categories, and I, I love the fact that there are categories and things are a little bit more uh, developed than what they were. Right? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think you can even probably break it down even more because I feel like there are we we talk about streetwear menswear um some sometimes runway stuff sometimes business core those kind of styles we we oftentimes you know don't talk a lot about women's wear right obviously drew, even drew and color is mainly talking a lot of times about like you know menswear styles right or kind of loosely menswear styles uh, i know you know laney 
There are mm-hmm. others who are even bigger than her, obviously, and, and still and still get their point across. So I think there's just so many there are so many creators. I think one of my favorites has to be Julian, and what yeah. he does with uh, kind of recreating, repurposing, and, and sewing garments. He's incredible. Um, I, I would say Albert is another one that's that's really kind of I feel like underrated, but not underrated. Um, who's really really cool. Obviously, I love all the ones you said too, but. Um, I think you're right. I think I feel like I know. I feel like I know the people on TikTok because they make videos versus take pictures on Instagram. I know them better than that than I would on Instagram because a picture, like it's easy to take a picture, or not easy, but like I don't know. It just doesn't tell the same amount of story, like their voice, their jokes, their humor, their satire, all those kind of things. So I think I think like you said, yeah, it, TikTok is really interesting in the fact that you know, the space for creators, it feels more of like a space for creators versus like to Instagram. I don't know. There's a, there's just a little bit of a disconnect. Maybe it's cause we're in the new age where TikTok is just, is just, it's just King. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah, bro. I, I think that overall it's been interesting to, to see your rise on the platform. I want to switch gears here. Um, but do you have any other thoughts or, or comments as it relates to, you know, how it's been on you with TikTok and and just your experience with it or anything like that. I don't know. I just wanted to maybe if there's anything left (laughs) that you want to talk about before we kind of talk about the personal stuff. Uh, well, I think I've had a lot of people ask me like, like in DMS, like, Hey, you in the creator fund. And I think, I think that's like an interesting topic on TikTok. Cause like, I don't think a lot of people talk about the the creator fund and like kind of benefits and disadvantages of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember as soon as I had the creator fund, like as an option, I joined, like that was like one of the first things I did. Mm. And uh, I mean, at the time it was not like you're making a ton. Like I think the creator fund, you're earning like something. It's so, it's so minuscule. Like it's such a small amount per yeah. thousand views. It, it's so crazy, mm. but you would, you would post over there and I, I don't post anything crazy on TikTok. I mean, I'm a fashion content creator. Mm. But I would get banned left and right for yeah, videos. And I, it was crazy. like shocking to me. I was like, I don't know why I'm getting banned. And they would hit mm. me with like, like hate speech. I'm like, I didn't even say anything in the video. How did I? Like, I, I don't even, I didn't talk. <laughs> like, I didn't talk. I was like, <laughs> how did that add up? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and then, you know, you appeal it. And uh, they're like, nah, that's just not how that works. And then mm. I would go back and like, uh, they would hit me with like nudity. And I was like, now nah, guys how and they're like well behind you your pants okay. pockets there's a distressing in the pocket i'm like well there's a gene there so like and they're like well yeah maybe that's our fault and i think i got like banned three times that's off, crazy. off stuff like that and with the tiktok creator fund at the time i think they were getting a lot of trouble from how they how their community guidelines like affected yeah. kids so then they banned all users on the um uh, creator fund who ever received a strike like if you had ever received a strike you were banned Dang. so i can't even get into the creator fund again until march Jeez. i remember when that happened i was like dude this is crazy but ever since as soon as i got banned uh i blew up so now <laughs> <laughs> so now it's one of those things where i'm like i don't think i'll ever go back in like mm. i genuinely because i'm like you don't it's not like you're it's not like you're missing an absolute bag by not right. being in the creator fund or anything like that and i know it's funny because like now uh i'm linked with like the tiktok creators 
So like I'm in their little program and they give me like tips and tricks on like how to like improve in those type of things. And like, yeah. like working with them is interesting. And like, now I'm like, don't do the creator fund. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like It's one of those things where I was like, I don't think I all personally like rejoin it. And I know that's like a lot of things people talk about. It's like, like, dude, is, should I join the creator fund? Should I not? And I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a toss up really, but it's something that like, I'll pay attention to. Like, I think if you're in it, you have to be very, very careful, careful. on mm-hmm. what you do because they, they are looking at you with a, with a very strict lens. Totally, man. I, I That's a topic of conversation I have yet to bring up myself. Um, I'm not on the creator fund for, for full transparency. I, I thought about being on the fund um, probably when I hit 100K. And for what, from what I heard is that, for one, you're not making that much money. So it's not like YouTube AdSense where you make a bit more money on YouTube, right? So like, um, and that's just what I was hearing. And now I think what the biggest problem with the creator fund is the fact that it's a fund. It's not per view revenue, right? And so the reason why that's an issue is that for every new user who goes and joins the creator fund, the pool of money gets smaller and smaller for every user, right? So as a result, if there are 10 million people who are part of the creator fund in 2020 and then 20 million in 2021, that that dollar you used to make per video goes down to 50 cents. And now in 2022, when it's 150 million, it's 25 cents. And so it's like, I never saw it as an you know, incentive to really join because I just, I, I didn't need an extra, you know, $10 in my pocket from potentially like what you experienced being banned or having to kind of regulate my content like that. Plus brand deals offer just, you know, 50 X, a hundred X of what, whatever the creator fund can create for creating revenue for you. So I think that's interesting. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I that's interesting. So you were in the creator fund. You got banned. I remember you. I remember you were mad at TikTok. I remember that because you were like you were banned, and I was like, "What's going on with the man?" <laughs> yeah, I was ticked because I just I kept getting banned, and I was like, "I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not. I'm like, I'm actually not doing anything." Yeah. And I couldn't. I didn't understand like why exactly I was just getting hit with all these bans. But it's like I was like, I think it dawned on me in the summer when I pulled like. I think in the month of August, I pulled like 60 mil views across mm. my account. Mm. And then like you look at like how much you got paid for 60 mil views and you're like, ah. <laughs> like that. I already like, know. Not a lot. That's 60 million. If you took that and even though I, I, I quoted what I said about TikTok being more used than YouTube. But for creators, I still believe that in terms of monetary gain, if you take that 60 million on TikTok and you put it on YouTube, obviously you get the views differently on YouTube because it's it's just different. Like, it's just not the same way. But I mean, you you'd be looking at a substantial amount of money, right? Like you'd be looking oh. at a substantial amount of money, um, which is interesting to say. But yeah, that's that's a good point. I never, never thought of, I never thought about bringing up the creator fund because I actually did not know. I don't know who that I know. I've yet to talk to anybody who's in it. Um that like are in the fashion circle i don't know (laughs) i mean they might they might upgrade like it might get improved especially with competition from like ig Mm -hmm. which is interesting because like i don't know do you get have you been introduced like the ig um reels like like not fun but like monetization type thing yeah i have yep yep yeah i was like i think i think when they first rolled it out I don't know if they looked at like your content on other platforms, which is kind of what I perceived mm-hmm. because I think like a uh, Shaq 
or Shaquille at the time had like a hundred K on IG. Like he mm-hmm. blew up from reels and his like fun, like his max amount of money was way smaller than like mine. And I didn't know if they like saw what you do on other platforms and they're like, let's try to reel him in over here. Yeah. But it's like, if I, the way IG works and how that does it, I don't even see why you'd ever want to join the TikTok one where you can use the IG version. IG one. Yeah, I agree. I honestly need to do more research because I'm, I've saw it, but I actually don't even know how the Instagram one works, to be honest. How, how does, how does Instagram's fund or whatever it's called work? So the way Instagram's works is like, you'll have a select amount of money you're given. So like, um, I mean, it's not that serious. I mean, I can say it. It's not like it's, I'm about to expose some. So, like, for me, like, the max amount of money I'm given for the month is, like, 8500 mm-hmm. Like, I can earn that much from IG Reels. And that's, like, I think 8500 is the same amount as getting, like, 9 million views across IG Reels on the platform. Mm-hmm. So then they'll take your views and they kind of, like, divide it up into four parts. So like once you hit a certain part, then your views count as less towards the overall fund, but you can still get up there. So like I think at first, when you first start in the fund, you can earn like 10 bucks off a thousand views. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like some crazy. Yeah. So like, so like if you're, even if you post like five times, you can earn, you can earn way more, like five times you would earn on TikTok for only five posts on IG Reels, which is crazy. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. So, but it incentivizes you. It incentivizes you to make the first kind of maybe slew of videos. But once you reach that cap, you're done, right? You're not going to be making any more past that. Is it a monthly period, or is it just the entire fund in general for the period that they said? Or it's monthly, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like you'll get it one month, and then if they kind of like what you're doing, you'll get it again and again. But if they don't, they can just stop it, and you can never be involved in it again. Mm. so it's mm. definitely it's interesting it's way interesting very interesting very interesting huh i didn't know that i have to do more research on that and uh I, thank you for letting me know i honestly didn't know that's why it's important oh. to have conversations for real um but let's that's talk right. about the your personal life man i know you're uh i know you're a big playboy cardi big kanye fan um i wanted to ask you man tell me talk to me about your thoughts on donda too i know you have the uh the the yay device with you and you can listen to donda too some of us of can of course <laughs> of course it's a beautiful thing you know um, talk to me how's donda too so i like it i think i don't know if i don't know if i would say like it's better than donda mm-hmm. i feel like donda was more polished um but i think I think what Ye's doing at the moment is kind of interesting because I think everyone's upset at the moment that it's dropped on the stem player. Yeah. I don't think it will stay strictly on the stem player. I think it'll Hopefully definitely it get rolled out to like streaming platforms. Mm. What I think Ye's kind of doing is like almost like what Fortnite did in the gaming industry, which is like when Fortnite started off, they did their whole, uh, like when they did Battle Royale, you could get updates once a week. The store would be updated, new guns, new everything. And everyone's like, how is this possible? Like, how can Fortnite like update their game this often? Mm-hmm. And Fortnite had figured out that if you put the game in beta, you can update the servers and everything like that way quicker. And you don't have to run it through Microsoft and PlayStation and do the whole like two, three week period of waiting. So I think what Ye's kind of done is like it's the same in the music industry. Like if you want to upload music, you want to upload songs, you have to wait weeks 
for it to get approved, for it to go through all these platforms. So him being the perfectionist that he is, I think the stem player allows him to kind of throw stuff at the wall and kind of like update without it, like hindering the due date because he's literally missed every single due date ever. So I think him saying (laughs) is dropping on this day. I'm going to release it on the stem player allows him to update it and kind of figure out what he wants to do with it before he like tosses it to stream platforms. So that makes sense. I I didn't know that either. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That that is very cool. I have yet to listen to it. So hopefully that happens sooner rather than later, but you would give it a a small, a a lower rating than the original Donda, but still you enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Definitely had it on SoundCloud for the longest though. Just to just to make sure I can hear it on my phone and everything like that, but yeah. uh, it, it definitely it's really good. It's still a work in progress though, for sure, for sure, for sure. Tell me, what do you think about Genius, the the documentary? Have you seen that? See now, this is where all Kanye fans are gonna get mad at me. I haven't seen it, and oh, I su- wow. I I suck at what I know. I know I suck at watching this stuff. So and you would have thought like this has been the one time I've been like up with it and i haven't <laughs> so much so my dad's watched it before i have damn yeah no but he's been he's been telling me he's like he'll be like javon like i didn't know his mom played this like huge of a part of his his life and like and i'm like yeah that's what i've been trying to tell y'all like like the man been fighting <laughs> i was like man been fighting for some years but uh no i haven't i haven't seen it yet i have to watch it 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 looks amazing Definitely. looks amazing but I think For the sure. third part comes out today or is out right now or something like that. So you'll have yeah. you'll be able to binge it. I, I'm absolutely loving it. Um, definitely puts things in perspective. It, it's really cool to see Kanye as an underdog because I think yeah. now we see Kanye as a, as a legend, as a genius, as the, as the title suggests. Um, but seeing him in, in, in the way that, you know, he, he meets Jay-Z and Beyonce and they don't even acknowledge him. Like, that's kind of cool to see. Like, I don't know. There's something about it. Um so yeah, yeah you, you have to i'll definitely send you a dm and ask you what you think of it after you're done watching <laughs> uh, for, sure, for sure talk to me what's going on with you and twitch man i've seen you do a couple twitch streams are you are you trying to you know platform hop to twitch or like what, what is your fascination with twitch uh you know i'm just trying to di- diversify like i think i think after the tiktok bans it definitely scared me like yeah. it was a it was a quick reality check because I, I think i had a lot of eggs in one basket and mm-hmm. i was like this could be slightly an issue. So I, I think I was trying to diversify, but I love live streaming. Like live streaming is extremely fun to me. Like, mm. I don't know. It feels, it feels like comfortable. It feels kind of cool. You can interact with people and the community is just way nicer. And I think with Twitch, that just allowed me to be more creative than like a TikTok live. Cause I think in a TikTok live, you're definitely limited on what you can do. Mm. But like on Twitch, you know, Streamlab, you can set up scenes. You can, it can almost be like a whole reality TV show in itself. And you're like the creator of it. So I think that's what was more interesting on Twitch. And like, how do you bring fashion on a platform that I've really never seen fashion be talked about? So like, how do you do like live cops? How do you do um, rating fits? How do you do video reviews? How do you do like how do you do all this fashion stuff on mm-hmm. Twitch? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what's been my more desire to kind of push for it and like make it make it a, like a like an actual really nice platform to use. No doubt. When I think about Twitch, I first think about gaming. Do you plan to do any gaming as well, or is it just gonna be like you said, trying to be a pioneer in the fashion space with that? No, it's definitely gaming because like. I think that Twitch account I have, I used it in like 2014. 
Mm. Like I, th- I think I was in eighth grade at the time, and I, I'm a huge FIFA guy, mm. and I mean I streamed FIFA all the time, like on mm. Twitch. I'm literally had made like three viewers, but like it didn't matter <laughs> at the time. So I think I think for sure, like I kind of I kind of know that if I'm gonna get a following on Twitch, it's because of fashion and those sorts. But I definitely want to delve into like gaming, like playing uh, the new Elder Ring. Oh yeah, that I've been seeing my gameplay of that. That game looks sick. Dude, I bought it today. I literally saw I saw someone playing it. Oh, it was like yeah, the third time. Spaces. And I was like, I have to buy it. Like I was like, I already knew I wanted it. I didn't think it was on Xbox. Is it so only is, I, it, is it on Xbox too? Yeah, it's on Xbox. Once Word. I saw that, I was like automatic. I was like, that's Word. an automatic. Bought yeah. it today, downloaded it, and I was like, I was starting to play it. And then I literally said to myself, Gotta play this on stream. I was like, I gotta stream it. So facts, I'm waiting facts. to like not play it until I like I'll stream and then you know, we'll actually start doing stuff with it. But yeah, gaming's definitely something I, I would much rather do over on Twitch, but we'll see how it goes so far. Worry, worry. I didn't know you have a box. I need to add you on uh, Xbox Live. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. You, I'll, DM I'll me. You after this. DM me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, get you, I'll get you after this. What you cool, play, man. Drew? Um, to be honest, I have an Xbox and a Nintendo Switch, but I've been playing mad Nintendo Switch. But this game, uh, Elden Ring, looks mad fun, so I want to try it out. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, on the Xbox, let's see, what do I play? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I've been playing a lot of that. Word? Yeah, I love Siege. And, um, okay, okay. The new Halo. I've been playing that, too. Okay, so, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I haven't played as much because I feel like, I don't know, I've been playing more like friends and family and like the Nintendo is better for that sometimes, like for people who don't know how to play games. So, for sure, um, for sure. But uh, where are my questions at? There they are. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, let's talk about um, last couple questions, bro. I appreciate you so much. We've, we've been doing this for almost an hour, which is crazy to say already. Um, but I want to ask you, I asked you about what you're going to do after school. Okay. We did that. Oh yeah, you made a hoodie, man. You made a hoodie. Talk to me, like, like, uh, what, what was the thought process behind that? That was your first physical product, right? Yeah, it was, and it was, uh, I, it was a kind of surreal moment, if I'm being real, because I think I always kind of wanted to make a product, like start up a brand, but I don't really know how to. Like, I've never, I don't have anybody around me who's kind of gone through that process and like how it's mm-hmm. worked, and I wanted something cut and sew. And I remember I was doing a TikTok live. I was on a TikTok live and uh, a dude had reached out to me. He had a brand and uh, we basically like were talking and he was like, dude, I think it'd be great if like I had you run as like the creative director of a collection. You make your own stuff. It allows you to kind of see how it all works. At the same time, it like puts me into a different field. And I was like, dope. Like I was like, that's the dopest thing ever. So we started. Yeah. So we started working on it. And, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted something that you could layer with. And, like, at the same time, it wouldn't be, like, too heavy, be too hot and stuff of those sorts. And um, kind of the whole idea behind it with the whole Western culture. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I already live in the – I live in the South, so everything I see is very much somewhat based in Western culture as is. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, for me, like, I think I started getting into boots at the time. Like, I think I've been into boots, like, a year and a half yeah two years now at this point yeah and i always just found like in film and everything within fashion you always see cowboys and western culture like somehow mixed in like mm. flare denim boot cut jeans western cowboy boots like you always see it Word. so i kind of wanted to like take my own spin of it and like you know how do you take a cowboy or like your idea of a cowboy and like mm. add a modern like twist to it so like 
was better than a cowboy who's just casually like in your classroom in college so cowboy fire. university fire fire that that's a dope concept i didn't know the the storytelling behind it that, that makes it so much more special in that respect and you feel like the drop went well like you feel like it was a successful drop yeah yeah i think it i think it re- uh it went pretty good i think for a first drop i didn't know what to really expect especially yeah. since i think most of my promo was through ig i didn't really talk about it as much on tiktok mm, which mm. um you know, I probably should have done more of honestly, mm, but mm. to see kind of how it went through that type of means, I think I think it went pretty good. I I really liked it, and uh, you know, I think it's only up and up from here, really. Do you think you you plan to do more clothing in the future? You think, or do you think this is like a you're gonna do one off things continuously, or you plan to have your own brand, or is it just kind of like whatever happens happens? Uh, I definitely would like to have my own brand because I think I think having your own brand is one of those things where I don't know how far social media can take me or like how long, like my longevity in the social media world. Mm. So I think having a brand and being able to kind of like back away and kind of just work on what you love in like, you know, the backstage of it all. I think that's kind of what I would like to do down the line. So I think developing a brand would be dope, but I think I just have to really kind of find like my thing that I can then go with and develop from. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, bro. I think it's been fantastic to be able to just sit and, and chat with you, man. Uh, I, I learned some things personally. I know the people listening learned some things as well. Um, I want to kind of conclude with a final question and then uh, we'll kind of plug your socials. If they don't already know, it'll be in the podcast description. But the last question I want to ask you is, is what is one thing the listener would have never known about you if they hadn't tuned into this episode? Hmm. Okay. Here's so fun fact. Uh, I'm a huge soccer fan, huge soccer fan, but people might know that. But uh, the reason why I've been in soccer for however long is because my uncle played professionally in England okay. and he played for the Wales national team. What? So, yeah, so I'm actually, That's I'm actually part Welsh. I don't, you know, not a lot of people, not a lot of people know that I'm actually part Welsh. So that my uncle crazy. played for the uh, Welsh national team. I held, I had a video like recently where uh, I was using like the sound where like you're holding up, like you're in like the NBA draft, yeah. you're holding up your Jersey. And I held up his Jersey and everybody's like, this is the first time I've ever seen someone hold up a Blackburn Jersey. And like, everyone, <laughs> everyone was like so mad. And I was like, I was like, bro, calm down. It's my uncle's. And it, but it was just funny. So like, yeah, that's so fire. My uncle plays for the Welsh national team. That's a dope heritage, bro. That's dope. Have you ever, have you ever, does he still play or did you ever have you seen his tapes something like that like what's up yeah yeah yeah. like he's he's like maybe like 10 10 years older than me he's not that much older than me but uh yeah he i saw it's funny because like when i played in middle school they knew my uncle like they knew who he was that's crazy so it low-key probably allowed me to like get on the team and everybody's like we're gonna develop you into your uncle and i was like (laughs) we play two totally different positions like i was like he's like in like basketball terms, he would be a, a center while I'm like the six foot point guard. Like we are not right. the same, like at all. Right, right, right. But yeah, no. So that cool, that was man. dope. Like doing that type of stuff. Cool, man. I didn't know that. That's that's super dope, man. Well, I, thank you so much for coming on the pod, bro. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day for real. Oh no problem, man. It's so, so much fun. So much fun, dude. 
Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the post-podcast analysis, the section of the podcast where I talk about what I feel like I gained from the episode in order to drive home more value for you guys. I think one of the things that stood out to me with Javon was that, you know, I feel like he's got a long life, long career, um, a lot of just promising aspects to him as someone who's a college kid. When I was in college, you know, I was focused on a lot of different things. And, you know, you're trying to figure out who you are. You're still very young and you're still a kid kind of in a lot of ways. So that's interesting. To, it was interesting to like just hear his perspective on certain things and just get his vibe and have an hour long conversation with him. I think that the biggest thing that you can probably take away from TikTok and Javon is, you know, I've talked about this before, but it's the opportunity. There's just so much opportunity out there, whether it's on TikTok or in other places. Understand that, you know, if you have this mindset, this uh, belief set that you can achieve something or you can put your mind towards it and it'll create something, you'll be 10 times better off than if you just feel like the world is against you. There aren't many things and opportunities for you and you can't really do it. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people who create on TikTok just understand. Like, they saw TikTok as something that as an opportunity, and then instead of saying, "Man, this isn't for me," they attacked it and they seized that opportunity. And now a lot of the creators, there's a ton of creators beyond Javon, beyond myself, on different platforms with different genres of fashion or different genres of content. Excuse me. And as a result, they've really changed their lives. And I would say that right now. I'm in the process of changing my life with this podcast, with TikTok, with my brand, with uh, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. And it's been really fun. So seize your opportunities once they arise. Obviously, it's not easy for everyone. I understand that. Um, do do what you love, you know, a little bit every day if you can, if you can only do a little bit of it. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, this is something that I've been really enjoying, making these podcast episodes, talking to different creators, talking to different founders. Next week... I'm actually going to be in Amsterdam, guys. So we're going to be um, doing the podcast live from Amsterdam, and that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to have a podcast episode next week because I'm going to be traveling and I just want to get situated. But the week following, we'll start the Amsterdam episodes. And I think by the end of the month, we'll still have a guest on the podcast. So that'll be a lot of fun. But hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you next time. Peace.